0: Good evening, everyone. How many of you are happy to be here? Amen. How many of you are looking forward uh, to getting deep into the word of God? Amen. 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 Uh, I'm gonna ask you to pray with me because uh, we're gonna jump right into the word of God. By the way, how many of you brought your swords? Can you hold it up high for me? We're gonna be using it tonight. Amen? Amen. Amen. Please pray with me. Heavenly Father. We thank you for yet another army. This is the fourth army Bible camp, Lord, and um, the previous three have been such powerful blessings. And Lord, none of them have begun the way this one begun tonight. And so, Lord, we pray that this would be an indication of what is ahead of us, Lord, please speak to us tonight. I ask that you would use me despite myself, Lord. Help me to hide behind your cross. Remove all pride, all self-sufficiency from me, Lord. And Father, remind me that this is not about the speaker. It is about your word. So Lord, we ask now that you would feed us. Our mouths are wide open. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. 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 Uh, I just bought my wife a camera, a nice camera. Nobody's saying amen. (laughs) <laughs> You're waiting for the rest of the story um, see, we had like one of those like cheap cameras before, not cheap, but it just was you know one of those like little digital cameras and uh, so now I, I got her one of those cameras that you actually have to look through the lens and you can look real professional and um, you know we're getting into into you know taking pictures and um, and you might ask, well, why would you start a uh, uh, revival based upon Bible study talking about a camera. Well, beloved, I believe that uh, God has given each and every one of us a camera. What is that camera? It's your mind. Amen? Amen? And with that camera, God has given you the ability to take pictures of his, of his word. And so you kind of get the idea that the more powerful your camera is, anybody with me? Amen. When you look at the Word and you're able to zoom in, you know, some cameras don't have a good zoom. When you have a camera that's powerful enough to zoom in, you can see things, details, amen? amen. Details that, that you may not have seen with, with some other camera. And so, praise God, God has given us all cameras whereby we can take pictures of the Word of God. I like a statement that was written uh, in the Review and Herald, April 16th, 1889. Listen to what it says. Take your Bible and compare passage with passage and verse with verse, and you will find the precious jewels of truth. You should put the precious gems of light in a beautiful setting, and hang them in memory's halls. Do you like that? Hang them in memory's halls. He's talking about imagery, uh, 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 pictures. When we look at the Word of God and compare Scripture with Scripture, we will come away with beautiful pictures that we could hang in the hall of our memory. The better your camera the better the picture. Amen? Amen. And so, believe it or not, you are here this weekend to learn how to use your camera, to learn how to take better pictures of the Word of God so that as you look at the Word of God, you will see things that may have at one time missed. You may have missed by just kind of skimming the surface. If I were to um, give you one, one piece of advice, one instruction when it comes to the Word of God, it would be this do not take this book for granted, do not take the Bible for granted. Treasure it. Treat it with respect. You miss much when you take the word of God for granted. You miss much. I'd like to illustrate this for you tonight by looking at a picture. We're going to use our cameras tonight, amen? Amen. We're going to look at a picture that, that, that you all are probably very familiar with and maybe in being very familiar with, You may have taken it for granted. We're going to look at this story and see how it illustrates the importance of not taking the word of God for granted. We're going to talk tonight about the parable of Lazarus and the rich man. Don't shut down. Don't say, oh, pastor, I've heard this story already. Take nothing for granted. Go with me, if you will, to Luke chapter 16. Luke, the 16th chapter, beginning with verse 19. When you're there, please say amen. amen. Luke chapter 16 and verse 19. The Bible says, there was a certain rich man which was clothed in what? Purple and fine linen, and fared sumptuously every day. And there was a certain, what? Beggar named Lazarus, which was what? Laid Laid at his gate full of, what? sores. And desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table, moreover, the dogs came and did what? licked his sores. Let me ask you something. The way I'm reading this, you're probably thinking, okay, what should I be paying attention to? Yeah? I mean, when I pause and let you read the word, are you thinking, oh, this is what he's going to talk about. Oh, this must be it right here. Take nothing for granted. Verse 22. It came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by who? The angels into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. And in hell he lifted up his eyes, being in torments, and see if Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus, that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame." But Abraham said, Son, remember that thou in thy lifetime received thy good things, and likewise Lazarus evil things, but now he is comforted, and thou art tormented. Beside all this, between us and you, there is a great gulf fixed, so that they which would pass from hence to you cannot, neither can they pass to us that would come from thence. Then he said that if that is the rich man, I pray thee therefore, Father, that thou wouldest send him to my father's house. For I have five brethren, that he may testify unto them, lest they also come into this place of torment." Abraham said unto him, they have who? Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. And he said, Nay, Father Abraham, but if one went unto them from the dead, they will repent. And he said unto him, If they hear not Moses and the prophet, neither will they be persuaded, though one rose from the dead. Well, it seems backwards, this story. There is a rich man. He is clothed in purple and fine linen. Why is he rich? He's got possessions. He's got possessions, but what is he rich in? Well, well, notice who does he call father? Abraham. He claims to be a child of God. Remember, this is a parable. And so Abraham is apparently rich in the things of God. What is he wearing? Purple and fine linen representing royalty and righteousness. What does fine linen represent? Righteousness. Here is a man who appears to be rich in the things of God, in the word of God clothed in fine linen, righteousness, but this man is set to end up where? In hell. It seems backward. What is one who appears to have had all the riches of the gospel, all the riches of the word of God? His table is set. There's a feast before him. He is rich and increased with goods. the Bible says he ends up lost. Meet Lazarus. The Bible says he is a beggar. That word beggar carries the idea of one cringing in shame. Ever seen beggars on the streets? He's a beggar. The Bible says he is laid at the gate, abject, Poverty, no home. The man appears to not even be able to stand on his own. Are you with me? He's not standing at the gate. He's what? Laid up at the gate. He cannot even stand. This man appears to be totally helpless. The Bible says he is full of sores. Anybody know what the Bible, uh, how the Bible uses sores as an illustration? What do sores represent in the word of God? Sins. Can somebody give me a verse? Isaiah. The Bible says the, the hole from the head to the sole of the feet is covered with sores, putrefying sores. So here is a man who, quite opposite from the rich man, appears to have his sins out front in the open. A beggar, poor, can't even stand on his own. He is helpless. The Bible says the dogs licked his sores. He couldn't even stop the dogs from licking his sores. Beloved, do you know what you are when you feed on somebody else's faults? (laughs) The dogs lick the sores. I mean, think about that. The dogs are like, "Mm, oh, good, oh, feed me with some more of this. Be careful how you treat others. Who are down and out. Amen? Amen? Here's this man who is helpless. Who is, who is, who is poor. Who is, who is a beggar. Whose who sins appear to be out there for everyone to see. Who, who looks like he is full of shame. And one like this, the Bible says, the parable says, ends up in heaven. Come on, does that seem backwards to you? How does that happen? The answer is a profound one. How is it that Lazarus ends up in heaven? The answer is this. Lazarus was a beggar. All right, you're going to make me get excited all by myself. Okay, I see. Lazarus was a beggar. Let me ask you a question with your cameras. Answer this for me. What was Lazarus begging for? Crumbs. Crumbs. Lazarus desired the crumbs. I want to take you to another story that illustrates this, this, this idea, this concept, this thought of begging for crumbs. Go with me, if you will, to the book of Matthew chapter 15. Matthew chapter 15, beginning with verse 22. Matthew 15, verse 22. When you're there, please say, Amen. The Bible says, And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, that is Jesus, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. But he answered her, Not a word. What did he do? He answered her what? And his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she crieth after us. But he answered and said, I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then she came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. Lord, what? Help me. You see, that word worship. If you were to check out the word in the Greek, the word actually carries the meaning of of begging or like licking the hand as if a dog. This woman came worshiping or begging Jesus. Please, I need your help. Help me, Lord. Can I give you a little secret? The name Lazarus, do you know what it means? It means help of God. (laughs) Lazarus lays up at this gate helpless. Lazarus was a beggar, begging for crumbs. Here this woman is, she's crying out, help me, Lord, help me. She is begging or worshiping. Verse 26, but he answered and said, it is not meet to take the children's bread and cast it to who? Dogs. Dogs. Can you imagine that? Some of us would be like, would you just call me Jesus? <laughs> oh, wait. I know you didn't just call me a dog. What? <laughs> Pride. How will she answer? Notice verse 27. And she said, truth, Lord. Yes, Lord, I am a dog. Wow. Wow. Yes, Lord, I'm a dog. Yes, true, Lord. Yet even the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from their master's what? Table. What is this lady begging for? Crumbs. Crumbs, Lord, just give me crumbs. I'll be satisfied with crumbs. Just please, please just give me a crumb. If you give me a crumb, I will be satisfied. Amen. All I want is a crumb, Lord. If that's all I can get, that's all I will take. Give me a crumb. Verse 28 Then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee, even as thou wilt. Okay, what is the crumb that Jesus just threw to her? Be it unto thee, even as thou wilt. Are you with me? She's begging, Jesus, I need your help. Jesus says, Oh, can't can't give the the, the the children's bread to the dogs. She says, Yes, Lord, I'm a dog, but please can I just get a crumb? And he says, Here's your crumb. Be it unto thee. You see, beloved, Jesus' word was the crumb she was seeking. Jesus' word was the crumb she was begging for. So if I were to ask you, what do the crumbs represent? You would answer, oh, according to my camera, the crumbs represent the word of God. (laughs) You're beginning to get it. Yes, yes, yes. And so... The rich man had a feast before him. I've got the word of God. I'm good. Come on, man. I grew up with this stuff. Yeah, market. Oh, what? Sabbath? I got that. It's on my table. Oh, oh, you know, oh, Antichrist? Got that. It's on my table. Come on. Do you know who, who we are? Come on, people! We are Abraham's children. We have the Word of God. We've got a table set out with a feast magnificence. We eat when we want to eat. Come on, what? I don't worry about bread. I'm rich. We got this. My, uh, we we just recently went to Jamaica. I. I officiated in my oldest brother's wedding and we were able to stay at an uh, all-inclusive place in Jamaica. You know, that's where I was born and, you know, I haven't been back too many times, but we're at this all-inclusive place and at this all-inclusive place, you can eat as often as you want. (laughs) Those are dangerous places to be. (laughs) And I remember my older brother, not my oldest, my older brother and I were sitting down and we were there eating. And he was like, you know, it's just weird. Like when I'm at home, food is much more precious to me. Like having been here, it's the food just being at your fingertips. It's almost like you begin to take it for granted. But when you kinda have to work for your food and you know, you you know that the next meal isn't necessarily promised or whatever, it's it's a little bit different. And at first it's enjoyable, you know, ah oh, we're here, oh I'm being served but after a while it's like oh, oh, oh. Oh. Eat again? Oh. <laughs> mm. Could it be that the rich man Represents those who, while claiming to be the children of God, are taking God's word for granted. While Lazarus was so desirous of truth that he said, Lord, to crumbs. Oh, look at this crumb. Oh, wow. <laughs> Beloved, can I tell you something? If If you, if you, (laughs) beloved, if you want to get deep in the word of God, if you want to see what the word of God is really, really about, treasure the crumbs. Don't take the word of God for granted. You will read a whole A chapter and one word jumps out and you say, oh, that must be the word right there. And forget about the whole chapter. Do you realize how many crumbs are present in one chapter in the word of God? And yet we've got this attitude that says, ah, you know Revelation 3:17 tells us that the problem with the Laodicean church is that she is what? Rich and increased with goods and says she has need of what? Nothing, not knowing that she is miserable, naked, poor and blind. The rich man ate when he wanted to. He took his riches for granted. That fine linen was really self-righteousness. It wasn't the righteousness of God covering him. But Lazarus was a beggar. You see, beloved, beggars are poor. What are beggars? Poor. Poor. What does the Bible tell us? Go with me to Matthew chapter 5. Very quickly, Matthew chapter 5 And verse 3, Matthew chapter 5 and verse 3, the Bible says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the what? Kingdom of heaven. Where did Lazarus end up? In the kingdom of heaven. Why? Because he was poor. He was a beggar. Beloved, my message to you tonight is that you and I need to become Beggars. Not only do we need to become beggars, we need to become better beggars. We need to understand what it means to beg. If I were to give you the one secret, the one genuine secret to Bible study, it is learning how to beg. Pastor, that's too simple. No, that's the key. When you learn what it means to beg, God answers your prayer. Go back with me to Luke 16. You'll notice, you'll notice that it was the scripture that saved Lazarus. Luke 16, notice with me verse 27. Luke 16, Luke 16, verse 27 the Bible says here, then, said, then he said, I pray thee therefore, Father, that thou would send him to my father's house, for I have five brethren that they may testify unto them. So what's going on here? The rich man wants Abraham to send Lazarus to, to uh, his brothers that he, that he might testify unto them to save them from ending up where? In hell. Okay? Notice what, what, what it goes on to say. Verse, verse 28 Uh, Verse 29, Abraham said unto him, they have, who? Moses and the prophets, let them hear them. So in this parable, what is Abraham saying? Look, if they want to be saved, they need to read, who? Moses and the prophets, the scriptures. So how did Lazarus end up in heaven? He, He must have cherished the word of God. He cherished the scriptures. He cherished Moses and the prophets. The parable is saying, look, if they want to be saved, they have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. Praise God for Moses and the prophets. Amen. You want to be saved? Right here. But get this. You see, the brothers were also rich. Okay, how do we know that the brothers were also rich? Because they too had Moses and the prophets. They too had the word of God. But it seems that the, that the rich man is now saying, listen, my brothers are making the same mistake I made. Yeah, 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 they have the the word of God, but they too are self-deceived. They too are rich and increased with goods. Send someone to tell them, become beggars. (laughs) Beloved, listen to me. We must learn to become beggars. And not take the word of God for granted. That's why you're here this weekend. Lord, help me to become a better, what everyone? Beggar. Many will perish with the word of God in their possession. While those who hungered and thirst after the crumbs will enter heaven. Review on Herald March 4 says this, take the Bible and on your knees plead with God to enlighten your mind. What does it mean to plead? Beg. Beg. What is the key to a deeper study of the word of God? Beg. Lord, I don't have a good camera. Please, strengthen my camera. Help me, Lord, to get a better picture of the Word of God. Beg, plead on your knees. If we would study the Bible diligently and prayerfully every day, we should every day see some beautiful truth in a new, clear, and forcible light. Wow. How many of you would like to every day see some new truth in a powerful and clear light. Beg. 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 Beloved, that's how I learned to study the Bible. People say, Pastor, how'd you learn to study? I begged. I begged. He said, I wasn't good in school. I was like, Lord, you know, you're going to have to help me. You're going to have to Help me. What does the word Lazarus mean? Help of God. When you beg, God will help. My first, you know, before I became a pastor, I knew that God was going to call me to be a pastor. You know what I used to say? I used to say, Lord, how in the world? Because I just calculated. I was like, wait a minute. If I ever become a pastor, that means Every seven days for the rest of my life, I have to come up with a sermon. (laughs) Lord, wait a minute. It took me months to write research papers when I was back in school. You mean, Lord, how does that work? How does a pastor preach? And Lord, I don't just want to preach any old sermon like I want to feed the people. Lord, is that re- can you really preach every 7 days come up with a new message that's going to feed the people and make them full on the word of God? And you know what I started doing? I'd say, "Okay. I probably will not begin preaching till like another year from now." So, I'm going to start collecting crumbs. I had a notepad and any little crumb like any little piece of truth I was like there's a sermon right there yes that's one sermon right there okay and I would search the Bible just finding any nook any crumb that I could find okay and the Lord will build this up and he'll blow it up I know that but Lord just keep giving me crumbs I didn't know what I was doing then God knew what he was doing then. But beloved, when you begin to look for the crumbs, I'm telling you, the crumbs are precious, precious gems of truth. Did you know that God has a table in heaven? Did you know that? Revelation 19.9, notice that with me if you will. Hold your place in Luke, we're going to be going back there, but just look with me quickly. Revelation 19 and verse 9, the Bible says here, And he said unto me, Write, Blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. How many of you are looking forward to going to the marriage supper of the Lamb? Do you know that God has a table spread in heaven? Oh man, somebody ought to say amen. Amen. God has a table spread in heaven below. I mean, praise God. I can't wait to get to heaven to eat from the table of heaven. Yeah. If God has a table in heaven, the master's table... Where angels are eating angels' food. I would ask you, do you think that mayhap some crumbs are falling from heaven's table? Amen. Go with me to Psalm 78. I want you to notice with me, beloved, the, the word of God is amazing. Psalm 78. What? Then, if the feast is in heaven, where are the crumbs? Come on, somebody. If the feast is in heaven, where are the crumbs? They're on earth. Notice with me, Psalm 78 and verse 23. Psalm 78 and verse 23. What crumbs, what crumbs has God given us? Psalm 78 verse 23. The Bible says, Though he had commanded the clouds from above and opened the doors of heaven and had rained down what? Manna upon them to eat and had given them of the corn of heaven. Man did eat what? Angels' food, he sent them meat to the full. Amen. <sighs> Anybody know what manna looked like? <laughs> Little Do you know how long I've been waiting to just get to this point? Driving up here, I was like, Lord, I just can't wait to share that crumb. (laughs) If if, if heaven's table is where the feast is, beloved, the crumbs are falling on earth. Manna, small, round pieces of angel's food. Why? Because God says you can't handle the feast right now. Can you imagine? (sighs) Wait a minute, God. You mean to tell me that this mind-defying, just incredible, powerful, these truths that I'm reading in the Word of God, you mean to tell me that these are just... It's as though God is saying... My children, you don't have the mental capacity to yet appreciate and understand just how deep this plan of salvation is. So for now, crumbs. <laughs> 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 crumbs. Beloved, when we begin to realize, oh, this is, but, but this is crumbs. <laughs> Wait till we get to heaven. Wait till we eat. Wait till. Do you know that we are told that throughout the ceaseless ages of eternity, we will be studying the cross. What do those crumbs represent? The word of God. Man shall not live by what? Bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Do not overlook the small things in the word of God, beloved. Every crumb is precious. Beg. Lord, please help me to stop reading whole passages and going, oh, I didn't find anything there. Help me to be able to read a sentence, and when I get to one word in that sentence, just stop and go, what? Give me a lens that can zoom in and see the things that I had often passed over. Lord, teach me how to beg. You see, beloved, there's some lessons that we can learn from beggars. Mm -hmm. You see, lesson number one is this. Beggars have no pride. You've seen them on the street corner. No pride. They're not ashamed to say, I don't have, I need. Beloved, as Adventists, sometimes we like to mm, Mm -hmm. beg. (laughs) 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 Not not me. (laughs) I am rich and increased with goods. Why would I need to beg? (laughs) Why would I need to beg? But beggars know that they have to beg. Why? Because beggars realize that they are poor. Beggars realize that they, that they, have, uh, that, 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 that they are covered, that, there's, that their righteousness is as filthy rags. Amen. Beggars realize that without the Spirit of God, they are nothing, they have nothing, they know nothing. And beggars, knowing their true condition, do not have that pride that stops them from begging. Beggars are not ashamed to beg. Says Ellen White on this very issue with this woman uh, being treated, being spoken to as a dog. She says she yields at once to the divine influence of Christ and has implicit faith in his ability to grant the favor she asks. She begs for the crumbs that fall from the master's table. If she may have the privilege of a dog, She is willing to be regarded as a dog. Privilege? Privilege? God says, I want to give you the privilege of being a beggar. Beg? Why, Lord, that's below me. I don't beg. Beloved, could you be the rich man in this parable? Do you know as Adventists, we get so caught up in trying to explain what this parable does not mean? (laughs) As soon as we read it, uh, whatever it doesn't mean. (laughs) 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 And yet fail to with that camera that God has given us, say, Lord, help me to zoom in and see what is being said here. Could you be that rich man? Come to God telling him you know nothing, you are miserable, you are naked, you are blind, you are wretched. Help me, health of God. God helps those who cry out for help. Beggars, number two, are always begging. <laughs> He didn't (laughs) get. Beggars don't take days off. (laughs) I don't think I'll beg today. Honey, going out to beg today. Ah, no, forget, I'll take the day off. No, beggars are always begging because they don't know where the next meal is coming from. They don't know when's the next time they're going to be eating. So beggars are always begging. Notice with me Matthew chapter 6. Notice with me verse 8. Matthew chapter 6 verse 8. Listen to what the Bible says here. Matthew 6 and verse 8. The Bible says here, Be not ye therefore like unto them, for your Father knows what you have need of before you what? Ask him. Check out the word ask in the Greek. You will see that it actually means beg. (laughs) Beg him. God knows what you have need of before you, what everyone? Beg him. Notice verse 9, after this manner, therefore, pray, the word is worship. That's what it means. What do we say worship means? To lick the hand like a dog, to beg. After this manner, therefore, pray, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day. We ought to be begging every day for the crumbs. Lord, please give me this day the crumbs. Do you know what it means? To beg. Beloved, be careful. Be careful of self righteousness. When someone tells you you're rich, ever remind them, no, I'm not, I'm a beggar. I'm a beggar. You're powerful. No, I'm not, I'm a beggar. You're deep. No, I'm not, I'm a beggar. I'm a beggar. Beg for holiness. Beg for truth. Beg for righteousness. Beg for, for, for conformity to the will of God. Beggars declare their need without shame. The rich have too much pride to beg. Do you remember the story of the rich young ruler? What did Jesus tell them to do? Go and sell all that you have. What was the lesson? The rich must become poor. poor. You better become a beggar. Beloved, this week, as you are here and, and you are learning the lessons you're learning, I want you to take this time to say, Lord, make me a better beggar. This you are here to beg. These, you didn't think you were coming here to <laughs> I paid what? How much money to come here to learn how to beg? Amen. It's worth every penny and more. Amen. Amen. We must learn to beg for the crumbs. As one beggar to another. How many beggars do we have out there in the audience right now? Praise God. As one beggar to another, may I share with you one final crumb just for tonight? We're going to be looking at many crumbs this week. Many crumbs. But, but, but I want to share with you one in particular that you may have missed in this story. You see, it has to do with this, with this person called Lazarus in this parable. It is a parable, yes. But something might shock you, and here it is, beloved. This Lazarus is no make-believe character. Turn with me, if you will, to the book of 2 Corinthians, chapter 8 and verse 9. 2 Corinthians, chapter 8 and verse 9. Take nothing for granted. 2 Corinthians, chapter 8, verse 9. The Bible says, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich... Yet for your sakes, he became what? Poor. The Greek word for poor is the word tochos. It indicates complete helplessness. I'm just going to let you pause on that. (laughs) The word means, literally, beggar. Christ, who was rich, became a beggar. Nowhere to lay his head. A beggar. Christ left the kingdom of heaven to come to this earth to become a beggar. It says the, the Greek word tochos indicates complete help, helplessness in contrast to penes which means poor but capable of providing for oneself. Therefore, tochos is sometimes translated beggar because of the helplessness of the individual begging being the only means of survival. Do you taste that crumb? Oh, and it's sweet.
1: Amen.
0: <laughs> so get the picture. Christ becomes a beggar on our behalf. You, you know the story. Philippians 2, verse 5. Go there with me quickly. Philippians chapter 2 and verse 5. Philippians 2, verse 5. Take Nothing for granted. Philippians chapter 2, verse 5, you know that says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made of himself no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Christ spent his life as a beggar. Did you see that? He spent his life as a beggar. Bible echo February 1, 1893. Jesus sought earnestly for strength from his father. He regarded communication with God more essential than his daily food. Every day Christ got up, you know what he was doing? Begging. Begging his heavenly father. Why? Because he wanted to be an example to us. You want bread? Here's how you get it. Who asks his, who, not ask, who begs his father for bread and doesn't get it? To give you that old serpent, (laughs) he's going to give you the crumb you're begging for. But if you're not begging, you're not going to (laughs) receive. Beggars have no pride. Hmm. Christ humbled himself, became a beggar. He begged for the heavenly food. That's why after uh, the disciples came back and found him at the well, and they were like, we went to get you food and you're not hungry. He said, I have food to eat that you know not of. He begged for the heavenly food. He begged for obedience. You remember what Hebrews 5 says about how he cried with strong tears? What was he doing? He was begging his father. Christ was a beggar. You remember the story in Gethsemane? What was Christ doing in Gethsemane as he prayed to his father three times? He was in the garden doing what? Begging. Beloved, he begged, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. And it's interesting, while he was begging, his disciples were sleeping. Beloved, don't sleep when you should be begging. Don't sleep when you should be begging. So, are you ready? See the divine beggar, Lazarus. What did you just say? Yeah. I called him Lazarus. You see, beloved, while this is a parable, this Lazarus is no make-believe figure. Ashley, you're not saying what I think you're saying, are you? <laughs> Take nothing for granted. No. Jesus left heaven, became poor for us. Lazarus was hungry. Jesus hungry. Go with me to Psalm 63, verse 1. We're getting ready to close. Psalm 63, verse 1. This psalm a psalm that relates the experience of Christ. Psalm 63 and verse 1. O God, thou art my God, early will I seek thee. My soul thirsteth for thee. My flesh longeth for thee. In a dry and thirsty land where no water is. This is a psalm relating the experience of Christ. And and in this psalm, he is saying, I am thirsting for you and I am hungry. My flesh is longing for you. Lazarus was hungry. Jesus was hungry. Wait. You see, Lazarus had sores all over him. However, the Bible says that Jesus took upon himself the sins, the iniquities of us all. Lazarus was laid at the gate. see Jesus laid upon a cross outside the gate. (laughs) Lazarus could not help himself. He saved others, himself, he could not save. Do you see Jesus, the Lazarus of God, (laughs) the poor man? You see, the Pharisees, we're rich. We're favored of God. Look at that Lazarus. Bruised, beaten, poor, wretched, naked, helpless. In fact, beloved, I want you to go with me quickly to the psalm, to Psalm 22. Psalm 22, a psalm speaking of Christ. Psalm 22. Please listen carefully to the psalm psalm 22 and verse 1 the bible says my god my god why hast thou forsaken me who's that speaking jesus listen why art thou so far from helping helping me And from the words of my roaring, O my God, I cry in the daytime, but thou hearest not. And in the night season, they're not silent, but thou art holy, O thou inhabitest the praises of Israel. Our fathers trusted in thee, they trusted that thou would deliver them. They cried unto thee, and they were delivered, they trusted in thee. They were not confounded, but I am a what? Worm and no man, a reproach of men, and despised of the people. All they that see me, laugh me to scorn. They shoot out the lip, they shake the head, saying, He trusted on the Lord that he would deliver him or help him. Let him deliver him, seeing he delighted in him. But thou art he that took me out of the womb. Thou didst make me whole when I was 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 upon my mother's breast. I was cast upon thee from the womb. Thou art my God from my mother's belly. Be not far from me, for trouble is near me, for there is none to help. Many bulls have compassed me around. Strong bulls of Bashan have beset me round about. They gaped upon me with their mouths, and as a ravening and a roaring lion, I am poured out like water. All my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax. It melteth in the midst of my bowels. My strength is dried up like a pot shirt, and my tongue cleaveth to my jaws. And thou hast brought me into the dust of death, for dogs have compassed me. The dogs were licking his sores. Are you with me? The assembly of the wicked have enclosed me. They pierced my hands and my feet. I may tell all my bones. They look and stare upon me. They part my gestures, my, my garments among them, and cast lots upon my vesture. Be not thou far from me, O Lord. O my strength, haste thee to... Help me. Deliver my soul from the sword, my darling, from the power of the dog. Save me from the lion's mouth, for thou hast heard me from the horns of the the unicorn. I will declare thy name unto thy brethren. In the midst of the congregation will I praise thee. Ye that fear the Lord, praise him, all ye the seed of Jacob. Glorify him. Fear him, all ye seed of Israel. For he has not despised nor abhorred the affliction of the afflicted. Neither has he hid his face from them, but he... But when he cried unto him, he heard him. And check out verse 26. The meek shall eat and be satisfied. They shall praise the Lord that seek him. Your heart shall live forever. Beloved, Lazarus. When Jesus was giving this parable, describing this poor man who suffered at the gate, who was covered in sores, who the dogs licked his wound, Jesus was talking about himself. He was the divine beggar of God. Do you know what Jesus' last act was? He died begging. He died begging, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Jesus, the divine beggar, was begging for his enemies. You want to be like Jesus? Do you really, 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 really want to be like Jesus? Beg for your enemies. Beg for righteousness. Beg for the crumbs. Beg for the word of God. We must become better beggars. The Bible says Lazarus died. Christ died. The Bible says that Lazarus was taken to the bosom of the Father. Father Abraham. Jesus, oh, and the angels carried him there. (laughs) Take nothing for granted. Jesus, the divine Lazarus of God, he dies, he's resurrected, and a cloud of angels take him to the bosom of the Father. Those Pharisees that condemned him, where are they going to end up? They're going to end up lost. Do you know that Christ has a message for us now? He's there in heaven. He's there now. He's got a message for us back on on earth here now. And what is his message? You have Moses and the prophets. You have Moses and the prophets. Hear them. Don't take them for granted. Hear them. Treasure the crumbs. You see, beloved, as those brothers of the rich man, the rich man feared they would be lost because while they had the word of God in their presence, they did not treasure the word of God, and thus you know the Bible says. You know, in the end of that parable, it says that uh, the, the, the Abraham says they will not hear. Uh, they will not hear even if one were raised from the what dead. Guess what? Lazarus. The Lazarus of God was indeed raised from the dead, and did they hear him? No. Because once they had rejected the genuineness of this. a risen Jesus, didn't matter. So in the same way, beloved, today, if you and I do not treasure the crumbs, we will not be ready for the returning Jesus Christ. It's time to become a beggar better, a better beggar. Don't take the word of God for granted. I want to make an appeal tonight. This appeal sets the tone for what will come during the rest of your time here. It's very simple. Lord, please get rid of my pride and make me a shameless and better beggar. If that's your desire, I want to ask you to stand to your feet. I want to invite my friend Gavin Nemhard to come. He's going to sing for us, and as he sings, I want you to pay close attention to the words. In light of what you have heard tonight, in the
1: morning when I. Amen. In... just about the break of day just about the break of Just give. Give me Jesus Give me Jesus You can have all this world Just give